Hi, this is David and this is the Pragmatic Christian. Today we're going to be considering a subject which is why do bad things happen to good people? You know, good people think that because they are good, only good things should happen to them and bad things should not happen to them. So you find lots of people who are trapped in a particular bad situation you know you hear them say things like i've been good all my life i've done nobody um i've been kind to people i've been nice to people why did this bad thing happen to me and um, it's such a sad place and it's such a sad sight to see but it's something we see happen in our world again and again so it's important that we consider this topic for lots of people who are confused and who need clarity so we're going to take this in a step-by-step basis and it's important for you to um, follow this step-by-step because if you miss one step you may be confused with the next point I'm gonna pick and um, this is something you may need to listen to again and again for you to get a strong understanding of it at least at this stage okay so the first point here is god is not running this world now that's very instructive god is not the one running the world god created the world he's not the one running it now when god was true with creation the bible says that he rested that was on the seventh day and um, the bible didn't say he rested and then he came back he resumed work again on the eighth day. No. He rested on the seventh day and he's been resting ever since. Why is he, has he been resting ever since? It's because he gave the control of the world to man. He gave man authority over the earth, over everything. And man became the one running this world. Adam was the one running the world. Adam was the one God gave the authority to, to run this world. Not just to take care of the earth. You know, a lot of people think about it as, oh, Adam is taking care of the earth. No, Adam is not just taking care of the earth. Adam runs the world. Adam runs the world. Adam became the, the, the control, you know, the control panel of the earth system of the world system that is why that is why if you study your bible carefully when eve ate the forbidden fruit their eyes were not opened you know a lot of people think that eve's eyes got opened and, and by the way she was not eve then she was she became she became named eve by adam after the old scenario after they were chased out of the garden of eden but let's just call her eve for now okay so eve when she ate the fruit that god commanded adam not to eat nothing happened to her and that's very instructive from the bible nothing happened to her her eyes were not opened nothing happened it was totally fine perfectly fine nothing changed it was when Adam had it that everything changed. Now, if Adam had had it and Eve hadn't, 
the same thing that happened would have happened. It would have happened for Adam. It would have happened for Eve too. Because Adam was the source. Adam was the control panel. Adam was the was the was the control panel of the whole world system. See, when whatever happened to Adam was passed over all creation. Everything that existed that has to do with this world, that has to do with this life, anything that happens to Adam became, you know, became passed on everything. That's why when Adam ate the food, the Bible says their eyes were open, meaning that that was when Eve's eyes too was open. Okay, and then they saw that they were naked, and then they sew thick leaves together, and God came and saw them like that and made you know killed animals and made um, clothes for them from animal skin so god is not running this world okay man is now adam was okay but since then adam has given control to the devil and um, the devil was but the thing is the devil is not man god gave control to man not the devil god gave control to man now the problem was adam subjected himself to the devil and so the devil had that control because of adam or because he had control over adam he had control over the earth he had control over the world Oh, what about now? Now Adam is dead. Adam has been dead for a long time. And so who is in control of this world now? Man. Yeah, not Adam, but human beings are in control of this world. Think about it. Who's the president of your country? A human being. Who's in charge of whatever? Who's making, who's manufacturing? Who's processing? Who is the one running the factories? Human beings, okay? Now, so human beings are in charge. Human beings are in charge. And then, that human being can either be under the influence of God's spirit or under the influence of the devil. Now, naturally, naturally, because of what Adam did, most men, or let me say, most human beings are subject to the influence of the devil because of what Adam did. Not necessarily that they are bad people, but they are subject to the influence of the devil, meaning that um, the devil can walk through their hands unlike these other people who are subject to God's spirit, who God can express himself through them, okay? So, God's not running this world, man is. Now, the world was created by God and handed over to Adam. I think we explained that the other time. God created the world on the seventh day. He rested. He rested. He gave control to Adam. He ceased. He ceased, you know, having control over anything. Everything became Adam. You know, it's such that if God wanted to do something on the earth... 
you know, after God gave control to Adam, if God wanted to do something on the earth, he would take permission from Adam. Remember, God brought all the animals for Adam to name them. And whatever Adam named them, that was the name it was given. That's interesting. You know, people thought, oh, God was being nice and God was being kind and God was being, you know, um, accommodating by doing that. But that's not true. God couldn't have named the animals because he had given control to Adam. He had given control of the earth, of the world to Adam. He is just there as a consultant, as an advisor, as an influence over Adam. You see, as an influence over Adam. But then, Adam had the control. So, God couldn't have named an animal because God himself took that authority or that jurisdiction out of his hands and gave it to Adam. So, whatever God wanted to do, he had to do it through Adam. And that's very important for you to know that God is not running this world. So, when... when things happen, you know, when they say, um, a plane crashed, you know, say, oh God, why? You know, people say that a lot. Oh God, why? Why are you asking God why? It's in the hands of human beings. Human beings are responsible. Okay. Adam handed over the world to the devil by obeying the devil's voice. Now, when the devil came, he was smart. He didn't go and attack Adam directly because he knew that his chance of success is very, very, very slim. So he went to deceive Eve, which was, um, Eve was easier to deceive. Why? Because Adam had made a mistake already. And this is something very few people see. God told Adam not to eat of the tree he didn't tell any other person it was only adam got told now only adam got told if you study your bible eve had not been made when god gave that instruction to adam and adam didn't and god didn't tell adam that um your children shall not eat of it or your grandchildren shall not eat of it no it was a strict instruction to adam the day you eat of it that's the day you're gonna die And then God never had any further dialogue concerning that. And so when Eve was made, Adam gave that instruction to Eve of his own accord. Now, when Adam was going to give the instruction to Eve, Adam had his own. And that's the problem with most of the world concerning things that have to do with God. Men, human beings, they always like to have their own, you know, you know, your own thing. God tells them to, they add theirs, it becomes four, five. And then it becomes something that is a, a burden on the, on the hearts and the minds and the necks of people. Adam, from how do we know this? Now, when the devil was questioning Eve that, oh, God told you never to eat of this tree. But God knows that the day you eat of it, you will be like him. You will be like God. And then, what did Eve say? Eve said, God said never to 
eat of it and even not to touch it. You see, God never said don't touch it. God never said don't touch it. God told Eve, God told Adam, don't eat of it. He didn't tell him don't touch it. And then God told Adam that you have to tend everything. You have to tend the garden. You have to take care of everything that's here, which includes that tree. Meaning that if you're going to take care of that tree also, you're going to touch it. You see, but Adam said to Eve, don't touch it. Don't eat of it. Don't even go near it. You see, and then she went near. Um, the devil said, "Oh, you know." The devil came into the serpent to deceive Eve, and it's interestingly, Adam was there. Okay, but Adam was not deceived. So Eve got the. She was like the, when um, she heard that don't touch it and then the the serpent said oh well that's not really true you're gonna be like god and then she touched it and that's the first time she went near she saw that nothing happened she touched it nothing happened and then you know you know the way humans are curious she out of it and nothing happened you see she out of it and nothing happened and that was why she had the boldness to go to Adam and say, hey, come on, look at this. I've tasted it, nothing happened, you know. And then, you know, it's not right. Adam knew what was right. Adam knew what God told him. But instead, he decided to obey the voice of his wife, which was the voice of the serpent, which was the voice of the devil. And he gave his overwhelming authority over the earth to the devil. So he gave the devil authority over the earth and all creation. All creation became subject to the devil because of that. Now, does that mean that Adam no longer runs the world? No. It means that the devil was now in charge through Adam because Adam has now become his own subject. You see, Adam has now become subject to the devil. Adam initially was become was subject to God, but now Adam was now subject to the devil. And then God in his kindness sent him out of the garden so that um, there could be a redemption later. Now, the reason why the earth became terrible as it is, is not because the devil got the authority and started destroying things no that's not the reason why the you see everything god creates you see god is life life is from him so everything god creates as an element of him in everything you see for anything to have life it has to be connected to god now if something you know it's like it's like a plant you know a plant has a root now, if you detach the plant, maybe the shoot or a stem from the root, the plant is going to wither away. It may take some time, but it's going to wither away because it's no longer connected, you know, to the source. So, Adam was no longer connected to God. Adam was now subject to the devil. So, that connection that all creation enjoys, 
because of the connection to God. That connection was severed. So everything, everything became separate from God. And then, what happens to things when they become separate from God? You see, what happens to that stem when you cut it away from the rest of the plant or you cut it away from the roots? It starts to wither away. You see, it starts to wither away. So the earth became separated from its creator. It became the earth became separated from um, the source of life. That's God Himself. And hence, that moment, the law of death became, you know, death. You know that that, that that's why um, Paul says death reigned even without the law. Death reigned from Adam to Moses, even without the law. You see, so that was where the law of death began. You see. The law of death began, and then everything became subject to death. Everything became subject to decay. So, you know, it affects everything. Everything of the earth, everything on the earth, everything is now cut out from God. Everything is separated from God. And um, everything became subject to death. Now, it took, for example, for Adam... It took 950 years for death to catch up with Adam. I don't know if you get it. Now, everything became subject to death. Now, when when Adam was in the Garden of Eden, Adam was not immortal. And interestingly, Adam was not immortal. You see, the reason is because the only reason you have immortality is when you have mortality. You see, when there is no mortality because... He can't die. He lives in a world that is connected to life. You see, Adam lived in a world that was connected to life, to God himself. So, life was, you know, it was constantly being replenished. You see, it was constantly being replenished. So, they couldn't die because they were connected. But the moment that connection was cut off, you see, the law of death began. Everything that is separated from God is subject to the law of death. And then the law of death began. And then it took, of course, it will take a long time before the things, you know, these things have enjoyed the life from God, you know, overflowing life from God for, you know, a long period of time. And then it suddenly became cut off. So it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time before the law of death really, really, really kicks in. And that's why you find, when you study the book of Genesis, you find people, you know, in the Adam generation or in the first, you know, set of generations with Adam, they were living to, you know, 900, over 900 years. It took death 950 years to catch up with Adam. You see, that's how strong. And, you know, Adam wasn't looking wrinkled and worn out at 100 or at 80. No, no, no. It wasn't looking wrinkled and worn out at 80. Adam was, you know, he was, remember, Adam was not, he didn't start as a baby. He was the, like the, you know, he and Eve didn't start as babies. The rest of us had to start as babies. So they were, it took a while before um, the law of death who finally, finally get them to die and then the bible records that it took 950 years and then adam was not the 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 only one 
they are lived. You know, Adam was not the the, 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 the one that lived the highest. The one that lived the highest was Methuselah, who lived 969 years. Okay? He lived 969 years, and then the Bible says he... The Bible says he died after that. And if you study those scriptures, you know, you, you would see them. You will read something that says they lived maybe 300 years and then they had sons and daughters that lived. You know, that tells you something. These people were giving birth after 100. You know, now we have people giving birth in their 20s and we have people having many boys in their, in their 40s and 50s. You know, these people were giving birth to kids in hundred in you know two hundred you know three hundred and that that was what was happening but then but then um over time you see death has taken root over time And, and and that's what is happening to the earth that's what's happening to planet earth you know you study all kinds of all this research about climate change about what's happening to the earth the earth is going down and i feel sorry for all those people who you know they want to change the course of the earth they want to say okay the earth is decaying the earth is going bad the earth is going worse and then they want to change the course they want to they want to make something else they want to you know most of the time their efforts are futile their efforts are futile because um, you can change those things. It's the earth is separated from its creator, and therefore it is subject to is subject to decay. Is subject to and then you know it's subject to all those things, and you can't you almost can't change it. You almost can't change it. You almost can change it. Now, we said it's been easier and faster for death to take people, and for death to for the law of death to affect people. And notice, it didn't just. I'm not just talking about affecting human beings. It affected plants. It affected animals. It affected everything. Everything that had to do with the earth was affected. Everything that had to do with the earth was affected. Okay. Yeah. It took nine hundred and okay. It took nine hundred and thirty years for death to catch up with Adam, not nine fifty. Nine hundred and thirty. Nine hundred and thirty. So naturally, death happens to anything that has its root on the earth. Anything or everything that has that's connected that has roots on the earth death happens you see the law of death has already been set in motion when a child is born into this world the law of death is already activated now it's patternless and it's um it's erratic it doesn't have any pattern it doesn't have any so different things come to different people at different stages of their lives so you can you can you can there is no there is no formula for it there is no plan for it. There is no pattern for it. It just so happens. Okay, every bad, everything bad, is connected to death, and that's important to note too. 
when you talk about love that love that contains everything bad because everything bad can be traced to death sickness for example sickness is incipient death you see sickness came to kill you the sickness came to kill you now you have a choice you can either um, stay with it and let it kill you or you know fight it okay but sickness is incipient death that's that's death knocking you see decay decay see those are the ways you know death comes death is you know it's gradual it's gradual for most you know it's it's gotten so little nowadays that you can have um you can have um it's very sudden and very sharp that's in a few cases but even in those sudden cases um if you're sensitive you would still you will still be able to see it coming okay if you're sensitive in the spirit you will still be able to see it coming but then it occurs gradually and that's why it comes through sickness it comes through decay and nothing is failure you see failure is death failure is death so and that's death too you see because it's been cut off from life it's been cut off from the source of life and therefore it fails that's businesses that's why businesses fail that's why good ideas fail that's why you know you know all kinds of things you know failure is also a part of death it's under the law of death these things are not directly caused by the devil that's what i'm trying to establish to you because we're talking about why do bad things happen to good people that's why you have to understand that these bad things these horrible things these terrible things they are not their source is not the devil their source is the law that was activated when adam obeyed the devil over god and then the, the connection between god and adam was broken and then all creation as a result lost their connection to the source of life and therefore they stopped receiving their steady flow of life and then you know death kicks in death kicks in you know the other day we talked about death being a separation so man was separated from god and all creation with man was separated from god and therefore because they were separated from god you know their steady dose of life they were separated from it and hence you know hence they have no choice than the law of death now understanding that bad understanding the things we've said we can conclude that bad things happen to everybody and that's a fact bad things happen to everybody doesn't matter whether you're good whether you're bad whether you're 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 nice whether you're kind whether you're you are you've never lifted a finger you know, haven't you seen people who were born with incurable disease as in they were born into this world and you know the doctor assesses their situation and they say well this child will not be able to live above the age of five you know what has that person done what has the child done you know you remember um the the guy that the disciples saw who didn't have a high socket we talked about him the other day he didn't have a high socket everything was cheap and the disciples was asking jesus who sinned and jesus was like doesn't matter now see he didn't talk about it see it doesn't matter he said what matters is for me to do what i'm here to do and he went and healed the man 
okay so bad things happen to everybody everybody but not evenly <laughs> not evenly everything does not happen to everybody evenly no 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 it's erratic it's without a definite pattern the only thing is you can be equipped and prepared for whatever is going to happen to you you can be prepared to respond accurately for whatever comes at you we'll talk about that shortly see when bad things happen to bad people it's not because of the bad things they've done rather it's their share of the tons and tissues the earth produces remember when god caused adam that out of your sweat shall you eat bread and um, when you plant in the ground it's going to produce tons and tissues for you you see this is part of what that means you see you want you want something you plant in the ground and then you get you get something that's entirely useless to you it's also as a result of that separation of that break now god didn't really cost them you know when we talk about the curse god didn't really cost them god was just trying to make them aware remember the book of genesis was written by a man all right so you have to factor in the perspective of that man in his story you have to factor in um the way he see for example he said when adam ate the fruits their eyes were opened you see to him it was the eyes were opened to you know another observer from another perspective maybe from another observer from the other realm the other the other realm of life the other universe that we've talked about it would be that um adam had the fruit and then the high side was corrupted you see if that no wants to record it is going to record it as adam ate the fruit the high side was corrupted now for the one who is on the earth is going to write adam ate the fruit and the eyes were opened you see and so um you know god asked them um you know they told god that they were naked and then god asked them an interesting question who told you that you were naked god didn't say they were naked god was asking them who told you that you, they, you were naked you know who told you who gave you that information meaning that it was an information it was an information and they weren't naked <laughs> they weren't naked but to us they would be naked of course if if you travel back in time and you see Adam and Eve in the garden they would be naked to you but to themselves they were not naked and to all creation at that time they were not naked okay i'm going to that let's just go on um when bad things happen to bad people it's not as a result of the bad things they've done now in some cases there are bad actions or there are bad deeds directly triggers a reaction now that's important because sometimes um what the what the maybe someone did something bad maybe killed someone and then 
maybe you know this revenge thing and then the brother comes to you know make trouble or kill someone or you know the revenge the old revenge scenario and so um that happens okay that happens but it's not um it's not if it's not directly related like if if the 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 bad events is not directly related to the bad things they've done it's not necessarily that the bad things they've done in the past came to haunt them no it's not, it's not really that like if you if you you know someone says if you do bad you get bad if you do good you get good haven't you noticed that if you do bad you get bad that seems to be very effective but when it says if you do good you get good oh bad things happen to good people and that's what we're talking about and it's not because it has nothing to do with whether what you do whether good or bad what it has to do is with the earth and the world and the way it is and the way it was created and the way it was functioning. you know we talked the other day i made an example the other day of something that if, if you wake up in the morning and say i'm gonna have a million dollars or i will have a million dollars you may die broke but if you say i'm gonna lose hundred dollars today and you keep saying it and you're constant with it before the day ends in fact you you'll be surprised you will just misplace hundred dollars you see because it's easy for bad things to take root it's easy for evil things to take root and that tells you the nature of this world you see that tells you the nature of this world it takes years to construct but to destroy just a few seconds you know just a few seconds you destroy it have you seen those videos of these high-rise buildings where you know it takes them years and years and years to construct it and lots of craftsmanship lots of you know labor lots of time lots of money and then when they want to demolish it they just you know put the explosive here there 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 and then they press a button and everything comes down so that tells you about the nature of this world so understanding that you know the bad things bad people do is not necessarily responsible for whatever happens to them um, that tells you that you know this word karma that people talk about like karma comes for you or karma you know attacks you is not really a thing karma is not real karma is not real but it's a fine use in literature you know karma is such a nice you know is a it gives communication a very unique and beautiful edge that people love a lot you know especially when people want to you know when people want to um, make fun or you know they want to laugh at other people and things like that and so it's a good use in literature and stuff like that but in the real sense of it karma karma doesn't exist okay karma doesn't exist it doesn't exist and in case you don't know what karma is karma is you know this idea that um if if you do if you do good you know good that good will find a way to come you know come back to you and if you do bad the bad will find a way to come back to you and we said it's wrong because it's it's most of the time effective for bad but very narrowly effective for good 
very narrowly. Very narrowly. When bad things happen to bad people, bad people think they deserve it. You see, and, and that's where the difference comes in. Bad people think, you know, when bad things happen to bad people, bad people think they deserve it. So they own the situation. They own the situation. For example, if something, if someone has done something bad, 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 and then nothing bad has happened to the person. And then all of a sudden, one bad thing happens to the person. The person thinks of all the bad he has done, all the bad she has done, and then, you know, embraces this negative or bad situation that comes to him because they believe it as a, it's a result of all the bad things they've done because that's how they think. And it's wrong. It's wrong to think that way because... Um, the world, the earth doesn't give you what you deserve. Even though, it, you know, bad things happen. It happens without pattern. It happens to everybody at different times, at different, you know, in different scenarios, in different situations, and things like that. So, it's not, it's not, it's not a payback. But bad people see it as a payback, and so they are prepared for it. In many cases, that's why, that's why, you know, wicked tyrants live long. If, if you go and study, people who have been wicked tyrants and things like that, they live long because when bad things happen to them, they quickly own the situation. They, they own it and then, you know, sometimes they fight it, they embrace it, you know, they, you know, they don't try to ask stupid questions. You know, it's when bad things happen to good people that, you know, they start asking stupid questions. Why did this happen? Oh God, what is this? I don't deserve this. I deserve better. And, you know, all the time they are using to ask that question, you know, the bad things continue to take root and continues to, you know, continues to, you know, overpower them. Meanwhile, you know, bad people because they are bad when bad things happen to them they quickly accept it that oh this something is coming for me this bad thing is coming for me so they respond instantly you know they are more prone to respond because they know that oh this thing is coming instantly i've already done lots of bad things so maybe if they get down with sickness they say oh this thing is coming to kill me at last, maybe at last something is coming to kill me. So they try to fight it, they try to, you know, do all kinds of things so that they won't die and things like that, you know. And so they are very careful and things like that because, you know, they don't want to be drowned in the consequences of their actions. Meanwhile, good people will stay there, be wondering and say, oh, this is not fair. Life is not fair. But, you know, they would rather, you know, stay there wallowing and wallowing. I don't deserve this. And, you know, they expect it to go away all by itself and things like that. And those are the things that most of the time they, they destroy good people. They destroy good people. You see, good people are confused when bad things happen to them because they think that because they are good, only good things will happen to them, which is false. Okay? Which is false bad things happen to everybody now that's what i want you to understand from here bad things happen to everybody now the question is what do you do with what hits you see we've established that bad things happen to everybody 
in, in case you don't know let's take the question again why do bad things happen to good people bad things happen to good people because bad things happen to everybody because this is a bad world this is a bad as there is a law of death at work that just messes things up that's the simple reason now the question now is what do you do with what hits you when bad things come to you what do you do what's your response how do you navigate the bad situation that comes for you see that's now the real question because bad things happen to everybody just because it doesn't happen to you doesn't mean it will never happen to you you know i i, I know of a, a very close friend of a very close family friend to me to my parents to my family you know she was like she was like a mother to me and a couple of my friends because she was a she was a children teacher and she became taken up by a by a medical condition it was it was cancer and she was this loving woman she's this caring person and you know the question was why why would such a thing come on this woman what you know that's the question people were asking like what did she do to deserve this or why why did this happen to her why what you know they were asking all kind of questions and things like that but you know i was i was young and i was um, I don't know the kind of situation um, the kind of setting you family setting there exists in your own country but um, where I grew up they have this very you know this very strong you know ideas of when older people are talking younger people don't talk so I wasn't given an audience nevertheless um, let alone me having a a, an audience for my opinion so it's better I just kept it to myself because even if I give the opinion of course they will just look at you and you know but the truth is they were asking all these questions and I had you know I understood these things at least in a in a in a simplified way long before and i was trying to get them to understand it that um it's you know it's not as a result of anything it's not about as a result of anything you did bad you see there is already a bad law at work in the world the question is what are you going to do about it what are you going to do about it what are you going to do about it what how do you know how to get out you see if you get trapped in life if you try get trapped in a bad circumstance if you get trapped in something terrible maybe a decay you know we talk about death and how decay leads to death and decay is coming for you maybe in your finances maybe in your business maybe in your work maybe in you know in your mental you know your mental life maybe in your physical life the question is do you know how to get out that's the big question do you know how to get out and that's the problem a lot of people have they think that god will make it go away and that is never going to happen god will not make it go away because god 
God doesn't do that. God doesn't do that. See, that's why you need to sit down and understand God's laws, understand God's principles so that you can use it for your own life and get out of trouble and get into the good life and know how to, you know, why I'm so confident of myself in enjoying the good life today is not because I think nothing bad is going to happen to me. No, 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 no. It's not because I think nothing bad is going to happen to me. It's because I know what to do. If anything or any of those things happen to me. And the thing is, if I don't know what to do in a particular situation, I know how to learn what to do to get out. You see, I know how to learn what to do to get out. You know, and since I already know a couple of things about how to get out of some particular situations, it's easy for me to be able to quickly grasp any other thing that I don't know right now that I need to get out of the predicament or situation that comes at me in the future. And that's the point. You see, that's why the gospel. Because the gospel is not, you know, the gospel is not, you know, people think that Jesus came to, you know, to build the bridge between God and man so that now when man wants to get things done, he can pray to God and God can answer the prayer. Come on. In the Old Testament, God answered the prayer too. So if that's what Jesus came to mend, then number one, it's not working. As we can see in the world, lots of people pray to God and, you know, it doesn't work. You know, the, the thing, they don't, you know, I told you about my colleague who became an atheist because his mother died you see because his mother died and then he prayed to god that god should you know rescue his mother or deliver his mother and it just didn't happen and i've seen cases like that too when you see someone that's dying you know you look at the person you know what it takes to get the person out of that sickness out of that predicament but you look at the person and you you know that the person doesn't have what it takes. You see, you know that the person doesn't have what it takes. You know, isn't it amazing that, you know, you try to get people out of predicaments and then they still lecture you. They still lecture you, you know, you're trying to help people out of the situation and they are still lecturing you about how big their situation is, how terrible it is and how it's difficult for them to get out. My question is, do you want to get out or you want to stay there? If you want to get out, then you need to shut up and listen. Shut up, listen, accept what you're hearing, and act it. If you act it, if it doesn't work that way, you go learn some more. You come back with new information, you act again. You see? And then you you stay consistent until you get the results you want. And that, that's the gospel. You see, the gospel gives you the tools to turn bad situations to turn bad things into victory stories. You see, victory stories. God wants you to win. You see, win. That's the key word, to win. You see, God didn't come through Jesus to um, stop the bad things from happening. No, he didn't come to stop the bad things from happening. It came to give you the tools to ride over them so that when they happen to you, you make them into victory. You know, you use them to climb higher. You use them to 
become bigger. You use them to rise. That's that's the provision in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's a pro- that's why, for example, if you are in a predicament and then you use the tools of the gospel and you get out of that predicament, you cease to be the same person you were before the predicament because by the time you are getting out, you're becoming bigger, you're becoming stronger, you become more powerful. You see, now you have uh, another win in your bag. You have another victory, you know, in your in your um, uh, in your list of achievements. So you can boldly say, "I I got that." You know, remember David when he fought Goliath. When he came before Goliath, he said, "You know, I fought a lion, I fought a bear." You see, you are gonna be one of them. You see, so it's important for you to have those kind of victories. That's why. You know, you know, you, as a Christian, you, you don't pray against bad things happening. Don't pray against bad things happening. No, no, no. Keep your spirit open. Let God lead you. Let God direct you. Don't get into trouble that's unnecessary because there are some trouble that are unnecessary. But there are some that no matter how, you know, protected you are, in quotes, no matter how protected you are, they are still going to come at you. Or no matter how separated you are from the rest of the world, the things are still going to come at you. And then they require you to use those tools, to use what the provision of the gospel to get out. And then, you know, deliver the victory to yourself. And that's what God wants. God wants you winning. God wants you victorious. And that's the essence of the gospel. So... God made the Christian to be victorious, not to stop bad things from happening. You see, not to stop bad things from happening. It's for you to be victorious, to, 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 to ride over it, you know, to succeed despite, you know, whatever the odds are. Not that um, to remove the odds. No, no, no. Climb on top of the odds. You see, you see. A man I love so much, a man of God I love so much used to say that if if, if, <laughs> if there's a wall in front of you, you know, you climb it. If you can't climb it, scale it. If you can't scale it, he <laughs> said, close your eyes and walk through it. See, because the walls are unreal. The walls are unreal. If, if you are a Christian, if you are a Christian, then you are powerful then use what you've got. Use what you've got. And how do you know what you've got? How do you know what you're supposed to use if you don't study for yourself? So study is very important. You need to keep listening to the word, um, studying for yourself, and getting enlightened. And um, yeah, that's all today. And then we'll continue next time. I hope you learned something very instrumental from this. Bye.